Khalil Green. Oh, how about, I mean, the most obvious one yeah, ever is exactly. David Freeze and, David Freeze and Jim Evans, and Jimmy yeah. Ball game. Khalil Green was acquired from the Padres. That was a trade? Yes, it was. For Luke Gregerson, this is back in 08, so I guess Gregerson must have made his way back. He did. And Mark Worrell. Mark Worrell. Whether or not he had any cachet at the time. There's the guy right there. I've said it for years. Khalil Green is the white whale because of how everything ended. What's he doing? Is he cool? Is he all right? I mean, the way his career ended with the anxiety – and all that, and I've never heard from him. I've never seen him on any interview. Ever. You're right. So do you know who, you know Khalil Green's story? He was widely considered one of the best shortstop in baseball. Like, defensively, he was a, a, a freak and had, had offensive potential. Didn't he hit 30 bombs one year? I think he did. 34, oh, I maybe? That up. I, I feel know like one like... year he hit about 30. I and could be a, wrong. And he's a little emo-looking guy, yeah. like a little skateboarder-looking guy who was just crazy athletic. And the Cardinals get him, and he had anxiety issues. And he had—he was a cutter, what they call a cutter, meaning he would inflict damage upon himself. And then he went to get help and just went away and was no longer a baseball player. Oh, only one year with the Cardinals. I didn't realize that. Yeah. What do you have, 27 homers one year? Yeah, in 07. Was with, that the most? With the Padres, yeah. That's a lot, though. For, a lot for a shortstop. For a shortstop, for sure. And he was only 5'11", 210. If that. I mean, oh, really? I, I don't even remember him. Sometimes the heights that they put on the roster aren't exact. I think of him as like a 5'9 kind of guy, probably maybe right around 200. I don't know. I remember I can't remember who told me this, but you, you mentioned being a cutter. And I don't know exactly how he did it each time, but I heard sometimes he'd be so mad that he would dig his fist into the dirt and twist it to a point where he would harm himself. Yep. And his okay. teammates saw some of this in the clubhouse. So it's really a sad story. Did he wear sleeves? Yes. To hide it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Charlie's right. Like, I haven't read anything about how he's doing, what he's doing. Hopefully he's okay. Seemed like a nice guy, just different, you know, a different sort. You know, when, even when you just talk to him, kind of soft-spoken I could be wrong about this. I thought that he just did an interview somewhere, maybe with Frank or something within like the past year. I could I could be mixing Khalil Green. I think I could be mixing him up with somebody else because uh, yeah, I, I know that he's interviewed. I think it was Spezio at some point. Reese, I might be mixing him up with another old Cardinals infielder, but I had thought that Brett Tomko also came from the Padres in '02, and uh, Woody Williams for Ray Lankford. A couple names that we hear uh, every now and again. So let me tell you. My Brett Tomko story. Tell me if this is weird. It was, he was a Cardinal, and he wasn't. He's done playing, and he was a pretty good pitcher. Yeah. And I'm walking around the, the clubhouse. I think I had to go to the San Diego side to get sound. Anyway, there's a guy wearing a Brett Tomko jersey. It was Brett Tomko. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a player? And it wasn't for an on-the-field thing. This wasn't like, yeah, they're honoring former Padres from this year or whatever. He was just there to say hi, and and he was wearing a Brett Tomko jersey. To the game? Yes. Wow. Really, as a fan. Just, I guess, trying to blend in? I, I, Have you ever been that weird? That's very weird, but I like it. I do kind of like that. Uh, um, one more, by the way. It was laundry the, day. With the, yeah, exactly. One more with the Padres. The only three-team deal... The Cardinals have ever executed in the 21st century 
was with both the Indians and the Padres, the two teams they traded with the most. Any idea who may have been involved in that? Can you give us a year? 2010, trade deadline. Okay, so hold on. 2010. Indians and Padres. So that was the year they didn't make the playoffs, even though Carpenter and Wayno both went off that year, right? Okay, I can't remember years. Didn't they? Wasn't Wayno supposed to win the Cy Young that year, but they kind of split the vote, and they both finished second, third? I feel like that, that was sounds the year. about right. That sounds right. So 2010, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that was Chris Perez. No, it wasn't. That was. Hold on, can we keep guessing? Yeah, go ahead. So you, the you Cardinals, got, you got two pitchers. Are they adding one from each team? Are they adding a big league player? Was one Westbrook? Correct. Okay, so Westbrook, and then you shipped out an outfielder who I liked and ended up playing for the Pirates eventually. You shipped out an outfielder to San Diego. San Diego. All-star here. In 2010? Not necessarily that year. He was an all-star in St. Louis, I believe. Dang. I th- he was an all-star for one season. I think it was with the Cardinals. It, he may not have been an all-star with the Cardinals, but a one-time outfield all-star. Was he older? I guess a little bit, yeah. So wait, they also got a big league pitcher P- from the Padres? Yeah, Nick Greenwood. Okay. So not... As good as Jake Westbrook, I don't believe. Jake Westbrook was pretty solid. Yeah. It was Ryan Ludwig. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was great in 2008. Yeah, for sure. What do you have, 38 homers? I think he had 37 bombs, maybe like 114 RBI. That's really good. Wow. Yeah, he's a, he was a monster. And then Kansas- I think he's still with them. I know he was like a roving coach. I don't know where he is now. Great guy. Like one of the all-time great guys. Wasn't he with the Cardinals for a while? In the minor leagues? Yes. And then he came up and he just crushed. Then he didn't. I, I think, think he the got next hurt. year even he had about didn't he have about twenty five <laughs> bombs the next year in two thousand nine? Oh, I gotta pull all this up now, but But the first I'll take year your word for it. That was my first year here because so that was two thousand eight, and that was when Ankeel also, I believe, had twenty five homers. That was a, to me, the Ankeel story was amazing. Like he he lost it as a pitcher, and they gave him shot after shot. I remember one time, uh, everyone's at spring training. He was going to throw after going through it. And uh, Walt, Walt Jockety did an interview, and he goes, oh, I guess all you, all you guys are putting cameras on Rick. You know, you ever think about maybe you guys make it worse for him or something? I was like, are you saying that the cameras? Or anyway, so he... So he calls off the jam. He gets back to his condo, whatever. His agent calls. And, and Ankiel, he talked about this in his book. He has a book. It's a really good book. But I, I asked him about something. He gets back to his condo. It's over. I mean, he went through a lot of strain and stress, you know, had a rough upbringing. And he felt, he said, he, for the first time, he felt like the weight had been lifted off his shoulders. And then his phone rings, his agent. And he thought his agent's going to be like, how are you doing? Okay, you ready to play baseball? He's like, what? Yeah, you're going to be a position player. Now, understand, Ann Keel, as a young player, could hit, could play outfield. I mean, the, the arm, obviously, everyone knows yeah. about his throwing arm. And literally, like right after he walked away from it, his agent said, okay, you're going to be a position player. What? His agent had cut a deal with Jockety, who really liked Ann Keel, and saw that this guy had tools aside from pitching, had already said, if he walks away, can he come back? And he came back as a position player. And everyone was like, what are they doing? Legacy, 
bobblehead. Yeah. There was a there was a coal back there saying, yeah. this never works. A younger it, version of myself was saying, yeah. he wasn't practicing his hitting. You're just going to put him in the lineup as a hitter? What yeah. are you talking about? What are you doing? Cheap chokers? Exactly. And everyone said no one gave him a shot that he'd be able to do it. And he did. And he had a major league career after that. Another team tip of, that— Tip uh, of the cap. Actually, Cam's contribution yesterday in uh, this segment of Beat the Board— he said the athletics, and uh, we, we struggled a little bit to come up with some there. Uh, let me see who they had. Okay, Hold on real quick. Yeah. This surprised me, so now you'll kind of know where I'm going. How much money do you think Ryan Ludwig made in the big leagues? I'm going to say he lasted $8 million. Dec- Ooh, I'm going to say more than that. He lasted a decently long time. I'm going to say $38 million. 34 I thought he was before the bag. Remember at the end, though, with, with the Reds, he had a good year. And look, in 2012, 26 bombs, 80 RBI, had 154 career homers. That's pretty good. 12 years in the bigs. That is good. Tommy Pham has made like 30. I would have thought Tommy Pham because more money is paid out nowadays than it was back then. So Ludwig made more than Tommy Pham. And Tommy's been around 10. So A's. How many total trades? Uh, five. A lot of them insignificant, but there was one. I mentioned Mark Mulder yesterday, and I mentioned Matt Holiday. There was one that I was missing, and it was a, a guy who I— You mentioned Moss, too, right? Uh, he came from the Indians. Piscotti. That's right. It was Piscotti. Piscotti was the one that I missed. Who did the Cardinals get for Piscotti? Yairo Munoz. Oh, he was pretty decent. And he was... Ma- Max Schrock. Okay, but Munoz was pretty good for a year and a half. He was okay. Before he didn't he just leave spring training? Yeah. <laughs> he just left spring training. He, he did. Just, he just disappeared? Just, yeah. He's like, ah, I'll see you guys later. And they were like, where is he? I don't know. I just don't feel like playing well, anymore. Well, Piscotti's mom uh, was dealing with health issues, and part of this move was to let him play in a place where he could be close to her. So the return gotcha. wasn't that, but it was uh, Gyro Munoz. And Piscotti was part of the – this is kind of a theme with the outfield, figuring out the outfield. So this is going back what? Ten years, mm-hmm. and it was all about the outfield of the future. Was Rich, supposed to be Piscotti, Richick, Piscotti, and then of course Oscar Tavares. Right. Yep. Blue Jays, you had some trade. You traded away Aledmus Diaz because you had Paul DeYoung coming up. I guess. Sure. Because Diaz was an All Star. He was a good player, and then he was quickly escorted out. So he was the All Star the one year where 16. nobody was great. Yeah. Yeah. But he was good. I yeah. mean, he was good defensively. Always pretty solid offensively. He's been around for a long time. He's a good player. And with Gritchick, you know, Gritchick never evolved into the 280, 40 homer guy. That may, but he's always around 25 homer. He's always yeah. 240, 250 with some other good numbers sprinkled in. Holy and cow. gives you pretty good defense. And so the thing that I need explained is, because I've heard this a lot, that the whole passing of Oscar Tavares kind of put the Cardinals in a bind because they didn't know how to respond to it. But within like two years after that, they gutted their entire outfield. They had Pham, Piscotti, and Gritchick, and they were all gone. And so you had options, seemingly. I'm now doing revisionist history here, and I also wasn't here following the story very closely. But the, the narrative that I'm hearing, and I've heard ever since I got here, is that the Tavares passing really wrecked the outfield. But then you traded all of them after that. It didn't wreck. So it didn't, he uh, was the, see. He was more of a prospect than 
he was the prospect. Right. He was the guy. Wasn't he number one in baseball? Yes. At one point? So all of a sudden he's off the board. They had to go get a free agent. And that – and I mean, all the things that happened, like the outfield never kind of gelled the way they had hoped. I don't think Gritchick became what they had envisioned. Piscotty was hurt a lot. Which right? one of those two got knocked unconscious in Pittsburgh? Piscotty. Gotcha. Piscotty had— That was He was a guy you got scary. I flew out for that. Right. Fox 2, we're watching the game. Remember, it was right before they clinched. So I think they clinched the next day or maybe two days later. But we're watching the game, and I get a call. Hey, we need you to go to Pittsburgh because Stephen Piscotty might have died or something. He didn't, of course. Yeah. He didn't. He also, that wasn't the part where he got hit at the plate. He got hit with a throw. He got hit with another. Like, didn't he get hit three times yes. in one at-bat? And then, so, Tavares, it would be like, Tavares was Jordan Walker. Think about that. I mean, that's how yeah. that's how big of a prospect Tavares was. I think he was maybe, the best maybe prospect. Bigger. Right. He bigger. was offensively, for a while there, the Cardinals had... You had Alex Reyes as the number one prospect in baseball, I believe. By by one publication at some point, Oscar Tavares was. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, after he passed, didn't they immediately trade for Jason Hayward? That, w- that was the guy they brought in, right? So you trade Shelby Miller, who at the time was freaking awesome. And then even that next year, I believe, Shelby Miller, because I was at that All-Star game, I think that's when he was an All-Star with a terrible win-loss record. So yeah. Shelby Miller yeah. at the time was a Shelby stud. Shelby Miller was he, like he couldn't win. He it was, was like, like sixteen losses, but he had yeah, like a it was, it was three like, ERA. He was like six yeah. and seventeen, but like a three point two two. And I and believe if, he was an All Star that year. And yeah. he's had injuries along the way, but he was back with the Dodgers last year, pretty good actually. I give that guy credit too. It's not easy, I think, when you're injured all the time and you've never lived up to your potential. <laughs> yeah, Shelby Miller and Tyrell Jenkins are who you sent to Atlanta. Oh, Tyrell and Jenkins was it, supposed to be the yeah. shiznit. Yeah. And he was not the shiznit. Okay, wasn't he the dude who was supposed to go to Baylor as a quarterback after RG3? Am I wrong on that? Really? No. I didn't know there was a guy who was supposed to do that. I thought Tyler I thought Tyrell Jenkins was a two-way football guy who chose baseball. My memory's not the best. So, sounds about right. He's from Henderson, Texas, so we're on the Let's right track. Let's look that up. By the way, yep, you're in right. In January 2010, he committed to play both college baseball and college football at Baylor. Shelby Miller, 6-17, and 17, led the league in losses, 33 starts, 3.02 ERA. He was an all-star. I don't know why. I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's really random. But Shelby Miller was in the news when he signed his, his deal. And again, I'm very happy for him. And I just remember, do you remember? So... I think he was 09. Was he an 09 draft? So, first round pick, high school kid from Texas. I believe that was the same year that Jacob Turner, the kid from here, Westminster, was also a super stud. Um, the year before, you had two stud. You had Jake Odorizzi from high school in Illinois over the river, Highland. Really? And Tim, Tim Melville was a bigger prospect than all of them. And he got to the bigs a little bit with the Reds and all that. But I was laughing because. So this is early Twitter. Shelby Miller signs for probably what? I'm guessing 1, 1.5, whatever it was. I remember him tweeting. He goes, Obama's killing me with these taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, he's a high school kid, 18 years old at the time, and he was making like 1.5 signing bonus. Whatever his bonus, it was a million or more. And I just remember seeing that tweet, and everybody on Twitter is like, oh, a million's not enough for you, boy. You know? 
I just remember how funny that was when he tweeted that. He was he's a funny guy, Shelby. Uh, he was cool. Best friends with uh with Joe Kelly. And those oh, two yeah. together don't seem like a match either, but they were. They were best friends. And then also I'd like to know the answer to this. Wasn't and again, this is kind of going back through time. I have a terrible memory. Wasn't 13 the year when they get to the World Series that Shelby never pitched? And we didn't know why. Then he warmed up in the last game of the World Series. Am I wrong about that? Sounds right. I, honestly, the years blend together. But you had the weird years where, you know, Waka leads you to the freaking World Series in 13, and then he doesn't pitch at all in the playoffs. I know he was a little banged up until Travis Ishikawa. I'm pretty sure Shelby Miller was the one that didn't pitch at all in the postseason. Let, let me find this because I'm, I'm kind of Shelby, remembering this Shelby top of my head. Shelby had a lot of injuries along the way, too. 2013 at the deadline, the Cardinals sold Mark Zipchinski for a player that didn't even play. Why would they have done that? Okay, so they sold Zepchinski in what year? 13, the year that they went to the World Series. To who? Was that the Blue Jays? The Indians for Juan Herrera. Some shortstop that hmm. no one's ever heard of. So they Zepchinski got, they got, stopped being good for a while? Yeah, and I can tell you this. I, I, I don't like to tell these little stories, but... I'm gonna. We're 11 years removed. Yeah, that's why I figure it's. Yeah, it. he's not listening. I asked Larusa about Zipchinski. There was a stretch where he wasn't being used, and he said he doesn't want to go in. He's <laughs> what? He he's scared to go in. Like Zepchinski, who was a nice guy, who was really effective. They called him Scrabble because of his name and the way it's spelled. And <laughs> and then he wasn't. And Larusa told me that's kind of intimated that he got the yips, like. Okay. All of a sudden, he didn't want to go in. Like he didn't. He was. Like, he's like scared to go in. Uh, okay. Well, it's one thing to have the yips, and it's one thing to be like scared to go in. So I. Maybe the, what I'm saying. I guess the yips about even. They got. Him. I don't know what happened. And uh, at the later deadline that year, you got John Axford, who I'm a fan of. Was he handlebar mustache? Oh yeah. That was after he was really good, and at that he point, was, he was struggling a bit. He was when we got him. He was fun. He was a batting practice pitcher. Oh. Very nice oh, guy. No. Did his movie picks and all that, but didn't have a lot left in the tank. Who and who was the big dude that we got? Oh, Broxton. Broxton. Yeah, from Milwaukee as well. And I can't remember who it was. And uh, we got him. And Broxton was dominant for a while. Mm-hmm. Dominant and fun to watch because he scared batters. And then I asked someone, whoever we got him from Milwaukee, and they were like. Ooh, good luck with that. Yeah. Didn't he date Alyssa Milano randomly? I no, feel like there was no, a time. No, Brad Penny did. That was Oh, okay. Well, they looked the same. Are we sure that also uh Okay. I know Alyssa Milano dated a lot of baseball players back in the I know day. I know she dated Brad Penny, and the cards got Brad Penny, and then he got like hurt immediately. You're right. I'm sorry. Brad Penny. You're right. But right, wasn't Brad Penny the guy who came with a resume and like yes. a legit and then he got hurt right away. Wasn't he really good with the Marlins? Eh, sounds right. Huh. Uh, Dodgers, who you're thinking of? Brad Penny. Yeah, yeah. But started he, with the Marlins. He started the. Uh, no, he ended with the Marlins. No, I'm looking at it right here. His first four and a half years with Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, he went back to Miami after they after they changed their name and all that. What was he with? And the he Cardinals. Was Cardinals, 2010. He was three and four. Brad Penny was a Cardinal. Yeah, we just told you that. Oh, I'm I'm looking up Alyssa Milano's dating history. Who who she got? I don't see any baseball players. No, she dated Brett. Oh yeah, it was a thing. He had a three point two three ERA and nine starts. Yeah, got hurt. Yeah, 
He was a good pitcher. And one other team that we talked about. That's that, why. Oh. That's why the Cardinals are in the situation they're in right now because of Brad Penny. Mm-hmm. There you go. The bad situation or the good. The Mariners were another. Depends how you look at it. The Mariners were another team that they've traded with a lot, and uh, always for a random reliever, like yeah. a forty-man type. Uh, I feel like it was always kind of like a Rule Five type situation. Yeah. Who's the guy that uh, that rode the Memphis train that one year, like eighty-seven times? From Florida? This was about five years ago. I, I no, the, no, I got the name right here. Is to it, me, it's is James it, no, Seth Elledge. No, there's a Mariners oh. guy who is Latino. Remember, there was one year that they just optioned him a thousand times. I can think of a bunch of guys. Somebody on the text line will let us know. But a, a handful of the trades that we couldn't think of. Are so you Mariners? About, are you talking about Michael Clato? You got, you got him for Brendan Ryan. Michael Clato threw about 100 but couldn't control it. It's a different guy. Oh, Sam. Freeman? No, Sam Tuivalala. Oh, yeah. that, that, that's who you sent to, to Seattle for Seth Elledge. Did they get him back from Seattle? Did he start with Seattle? I don't know. I feel like there was one year that Sam Tuivalala went up and down every week. Yeah, you're right. And he he threw a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> back then, you like a guy who threw a hundred. You're like that guy throws a hundred. Now they all do. And I think Tuivalala, see how much money he made because he was in Seattle and he was hurt, always hurt. And my kid told me that he's like a big video game streamer now. Career career ERA three point three three. He was legit. That's pretty good. What he make in his career? Let's see here. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess five. No, I'm gonna guess ten. I'm gonna say ten. Wait a second. Better to, of course, Tyler O'Neill for Marco Ooh. Gonzalez. I see two and a half. Ooh. He didn't really hit free agency. And then uh, dishing Mike Leak, getting rid of that contract, got rid of him. Uh, you got. Traded away Sam Gaviglio. Is that a name that anybody has heard of nope. before? Actually, yes, because I fantasy. Wait, the Cardinals traded him? Traded him away. Okay, there was a couple years in fantasy where he would give you a couple starts, I feel like. and was Didn't he have a good couple years with Seattle as a starter? As like the possibly Sam Gaviglio? I, I don't even remember. Did you ever, were you around when Leak was here? Yes. Nice guy. Oh, yeah. Different, though. You ever ask him about the uh, incident that he had? I feel like when he first signed, or, yeah, when he signed, that Kamish did the interview where he addressed it. And I remember thinking, and this is, again, my memory's kind of shot, but I remember the story being better than what I thought in terms of, and we can look this up, I think what happened was he got a bunch of shirts or whatever for Christmas, and instead of going through the process of going through the line, he didn't want to wait. And I think he dropped the shirts on a table and just took other ones. Yes. So I think the story was not as bad as a dude who's just straight up shoplifting, if, if I'm not mistaken. No, that was his version, yes. which to me, if you can show that, usually you don't get charged. Like, So was he charged? I think he was. I don't know whatever happened with the charges, but it was it was like big baseball news that this happened. But, yeah, his version was, yeah, I went to return a shirt, and it was like a line. So I just put that back and took the right shirt, and then all of a sudden I got popped. How about this? We got two textures right now. One of them is Flipper Bean. One of them I'm trying to get a nickname for so I can give him credit. They say Brad Penny hit a grand slam and then didn't return to the game. Oh, I remember that. He hit a granny. And got hurt doing it? Was that what it was? I guess. Who is it against? 
I don't remember that. I'm going to have to look this up. I do remember that. I want to say it feels like it might have been the Dodgers. Brad Penny. The Cardinals had a lot of random dudes <laughs> kind of at the end of their careers. Brad Penny. No, he was not at the end. He was a good pitcher. Okay, but but that was the last year he was good, I believe. Yeah, because he got hurt. That's what I'm saying. May 22nd, 2010. Oh, why don't the Cards bring Brad Penny back to the rotation? This the year? Angels is who he hit the Grand Slam off of. Hit a Grand Slam. Yeah. In Bush Stadium. Didn't, uh, did Carp hit a Grand Slam versus the Reds? Chris Carpenter? I think so. I feel like I remember that as well. Reds, by the way, is the only team the Cardinals have not traded with since the tournament. Really? Yeah, only team. Not, not even one trade. Not even one. They were always mad at each other back in the day. Remember the baseballs? John Smoltz thought the baseballs were bad. <laughs> and then Carp spoke up for him. And then the other, wasn't there the reliever for the, for the Reds that was throwing the baseballs back as well? Yeah. So what they said was that for the, the balls, who was, who was the, the starter, the rock star singer for the— Oh, Bronson Arroyo. When Arroyo started, <laughs> he didn't want mud on the ball. Yeah. So they didn't mud up the ball the way they're required. And it's up to the home clubhouse to mud up the balls. I don't know if that's changed. But when Arroyo pitched, he wanted it slick. So they didn't mud it up, which meant that the opposing pitcher has to do what Bronson wanted. And this infuriated Smoltz, who didn't really want to say it, so Carp, Chris Carpenter did for him, as I recall. And then wasn't there another incident around 11 that the same thing happened? Probably. I feel like that it was, was a, that was an ongoing. Yeah. The Reds and Cards have always battled outside of the the Phillips and Yachty thing. Good old Dusty. Dusty V. Tony. My favorite was. But I guess that was more Cubs. I've told this story before, but it's one of my favorites. So the Cardinals and Reds brawl. Everyone wants to talk about the brawl because it was. I mean, they still show the video to this day. It was a legitimate brawl, right? And, uh,. Tony said, we're going to talk about the game. We're not going to talk about that bull crap. Okay, so I let other people go. They asked, quite, maybe I did about the game. And then Tony said, Tony brought up the brawl. You know, and then things got sideways, and I don't think we should have done this, or, you know, this was out of line by this. He brought it up. So I followed up him talking about the brawl because we had transitioned to the game to the brawl by Tony. So I asked a question. And he goes, you disrespecting me? <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? He said, you, I said, we're not talking about that bull crap. I said, you just did. So I'm following up you. And then he said, I'm thinking of having you thrown out of here. Nice. And so I look at Brian Bartow like, you're going to throw me out? And he's like, I'm not throwing anything. He was going to help you out for sure. <laughs> you know, the first time, the first time Tony ever got a little bit perturbed with me in my first year, where I wasn't even going down there that much because I was more of a producer, but I'd go down there here and there, and it was Edmund's comeback. And so here I am, 2008, first year here, but I know obviously about Jim Edmonds, and hey, man, Jim Edmonds is beloved, so yeah, it's a homecoming and all that. And Tony was so freaking pissed, and I couldn't believe it. And then pregame, I think I asked him maybe two questions. The second one, he got real short. And then I asked him after the game as well about the ovation and all that. And he's a cub. He's a cub now. I remember that. And I was like, what? And then they didn't like each other. Like, they really got mad. And remember, I think Jim Edmonds' quote was, I lost his number or something like that. I'm going to lose his number. 
Then they finally reconnected later. But Tony was freaking mad at this legendary guy who helped him win games and World Series. That's how freaking competitive Tony was, though. And then, do you remember at the winter warm-up, were you there for that, where Edmonds was around, and he said, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come play for the Cardinals. Yes. And everyone's like, Edmonds is coming back to the Cardinals. Yeah. And I saw Tony, and this was away from people. I go, Tony, can I grab some quick sound on what? I just talked to you or whatever. Yeah, Edmonds says he's coming back. He said, what? <laughs> he, said, he said, what? Somebody with a 309 area code says, remember when the Cardinals signed Cubs great Matt Clement was so stoked for that signing at the time? That's Peoria. Yeah. Every time I see 309, I, I don't answer because it's Bradley University asking, asking for, for money. money. Uh, the General Wombat, out of exchange crook with text line. The Cardinals had to panic and trade for Jason Hayward after the Tavares' death, and the yep. outfield has been constant disaster since. Hey, Chuck, is the ceiling for this Cardinals season to be decent enough to be in position to add at the deadline? Good Lord, that's pathetic. We've kind of talked about that a little bit, how the 2021-2022 model of bringing in Happen Lester, bringing in Montgomery and Contreras, or uh, Quintana, sorry. Do you think that that's kind of the model that you expect for the Cardinals to enter the season with? I don't think it'll be that bad. I don't think they'll need to add two for sure. That first year, they really had to add three. Remember, they got Wade LeBlanc to eat a bunch of innings before that. I and think he turned out to be their most He was pretty good. Guy. I think the staff is so old, all due respect, that just somebody's probably going to get hurt. Maybe somebody's not as good. So I think the Cardinals, usually most of these teams, if you're in it, you probably do have to add a starter and a reliever at the, at the deadline. Okay, So, but the, the thing is, is that their model? I don't think they're saying hey, we're going to tread water. Because if you're planning on treading water, then there's always the chance that you could go under while treading water. You know, like, I think they want to be good enough where they can add. But I'm totally with Charlie. I've said a million times, hey, we got five good starters. We've got six in terms of guys who can jump in. You're going to need nine. How many times? But With guys who weren't old, have we been at spring training? Shoulder. Uh, elbow. And the season starts. And that rotation is already limited based on injury. It always happens, let alone, you know, when it's when it's guys 35, 36 years old. So I agree with you. I think they're I think they're a starter short. And I don't want to short tuna because two weeks ago I was a part of that. I want to make sure tuna gets his full thirty or more. But we'll hit a break quick to get back real quick to Oscar Tavares. <laughs> and again, we were here. But if you weren't here, I'm not saying he was going to be Pujols, but he was the next superstar. He's the type of guy that if he hits, he's the guy that you buy out early with a $200 million contract. That's how, that's how great of a potential hitter he was. So when you literally lose that person, not just in a tragedy, because we're also talking about from a baseball standpoint, but, but that's the dude who's supposed to be, I mean, even right now, he'd have been probably what, like 30, yeah. 31, 2, probably 10 years do you, in. Do you agree when I say the hype and the expectations for him, were much greater than what we see with Walker now. Yes. Right? I mean, it was kind of a, a notch above that, as good as most people think Walker will be. It was like a not Like, they thought this is a guy who's going to come in and hit 30 homers right away. And the first, I don't know if it was the first game or his first homer in the rain. Remember that? Yeah. I came down for that. And it's he freaking was my raining. Post-game. He's he, the rainmaker. Yeah. He was my he was my post game interview, didn't speak the language that well, but battled through it. I got a picture of me and him. It's kind of sad. Yeah. All right. I don't want to short tuna, so I'm going to be quiet. One, one thing though, 
the way we're talking about all these old Cardinals, I think Cardinal fans love that. And that's, I'm honest, I'm not chirping you. No, I think that's so, something too. you have to understand. No, I get that. That these guys, like Brendan Ron, like you mock, like people love the old guys and talking about that. Like okay, well, uh, the, the Brendan Ryan thing, I'm just, I know. No, I get it. Look, I, I'm just trying I to love give you. I sitting around talking about old memories of old players and stuff like that. My The difference was hosting a bobblehead night for some of these guys would be like, okay, are we it's, overdoing it's not, it? It's not hosting a bobble. It's a, it's a side thing. It's not everyone. I try to tell you that. It's a specialty ticket where you get to meet and greet old Cardinals and fans love it. There's a line for all these guys. Gotcha. All right. Daniel Descalso did it last year. Lying around mm-hmm. the block for that guy. One last thing. Was Alan Craig starting to get really bad before they traded him? Because as soon as they got rid of him, he was horrible yes. for Boston. Yes. They saw, yes. Alan Craig was scuffling and wasn't the same player. He, I remember him chasing a foul ball. Liz Frank. He had the Liz Frank. Oh, yeah. no. Deal. Liz Frank. She's awful. 